0: Hey, what's up? It's Shaquille O'Neal, the Cecilia Sensation, and you're listening to the best sports talk in the Bayou, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and ESPN 1420
1: f Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show champions! Scott Prater, Steal the Show on ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show on a Monday. Not a glorious Monday, no, a frustrating Monday. Saints blow it. Sean Payton had, uh, Sean Payton's a great coach. He just had one of his worst days yesterday. The Cajuns got a win at South Al, but thank goodness for shaky kicks. Well, at least for one team. We'll talk to Coach Billy Napier coming up at a quarter after the hour. LSU had a lead and blew it. Struggled. Bo Nix looked like Michael Vick out there. It was uh, not a glorious weekend. And then Walker Howard broke his leg. STM star quarterback LSU commit Jamie Howard's son. I mean, it was a, uh, you know, on the high school front, there's some, look, some teams are happy about the wins they got, but they, you know, there was some tough losses in the area back on Friday night. It was not the glorious weekend you would hope to kick off October with. And for the Saints, they, they, their fifteen game October winning streak was snapped. Went out there and looked dominant and had ample time to throw the ball. Whenever Jason Garrett is calling a bang and Sean Payton, you know it is a bad day. And uh, yeah, it was a bad day. Didn't have to be. Saints had a nice double-digit lead. It looked like they were about to go up twenty-eight to ten whenever Jameis Winston hooked up with Kenny Stills bestills my heart. No Adam Troutman holding. So let's bring it back 10 yards. Oh, let's let Taysom Hill attempt a deep ball he's never shown he can accurately throw, which ended up being intercepted. And slowly but surely, the Giants began to chip away. The Giants forced overtime. And then the Giants won the toss. And then the Giants drove down the field. And then the Giants one see the Saints had ample opportunities in the first half with great field position then Sean Payton decides oh I'm not going to attempt a 47 yard field goal I'm going to go for it he misses it by a half yard Alvin Kamara can't get it then later on he decides to send out Aldrich Rosas who can't kick anything accurately right now I mean every PAT is barely through there makes you nervous as hell and you're going to send him out there for a 58 yarder what The the, the Saints snatched defeat from jaws of victory yesterday. And, yeah, the defense struggled in the second half, and Dennis Allen didn't adjust to whatever kind of blocking scheme the Giants had. Shout out Rob Sale. The Giants did a heck of a job in protection. And then the Saints went conservative despite what Sean Payton says. I mean, what the hell was that? I mean, it was pathetic. Taysom Hill throws an interception one play after it looked like the Saints had blown the game open because defense struggled and the Saints stunk it up yesterday. Daniel Jones and the Giants were not going to come back from a three-possession deficit with 20 minutes left. You know that after Taysom Hill threw that interception, the next time Jameis, Jameis Winston attempted a pass, The next time he attempted a pass was three possessions later. There were six minutes and 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter. I mean, come on. Now, Sean Payton insisted, look, we weren't trying to play conservative. We're trying to score. We were running the ball effectively. There's nothing with nine minutes left in the game where you're not trying to, to score. It's just a long time. They're time out. We're trying to move the ball, and I would say that we're in normal game plan mode. Well, you know, yeah, you were running it effectively, but then you fumbled it, and then you desperately needed to, I, I, yeah. Okay, maybe maybe the team wasn't being less conservative than normal, although I don't fully buy that. They were just doing what they did earlier in the game. Well, that was earlier in the game. It was working better. And, yes, you lean on the defense in the run game. what you need to do to win games. But when you desperately, and I mean desperately, need to recapture some momentum and get something going when the defense is missing tapping coverages and allowing 21 points in four quarters and 27 for the game, the defense needs to play better. But it can't be. It's 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 not going to be great every single week. The reality is, the Saints' offense should have done a lot more. It's as if they're 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 trying to get Jameis Winston to play like he's Trent Dilfer on the two thousand Ravens or something. And yes, I I said it. You can't you know you can't coach the Jameis out of Jameis. You just got to kind of tame it a little but they've gone overboard with this thing. Guy had completed 12 consecutive passes heading into the fourth quarter, 12 straight, 12 straight completions. And then after his touchdown to Kenny Stills, which got called back is Adam Troutman can't block worth a flip. After that, he doesn't attempt to pass until there's 6-11 left in the fourth quarter. Three possessions later, the guy had completed 12 straight passes. At some point, you got to take the leash off a little bit. Open up the offense a little. All right, we just want to make it safe and easy for Jameis. He said, look, I thought that, Peyton said, oh, you know, I thought I thought the passing game was pretty effective today. We were able to get the ball down the field. We just had that one called back for holding, but passing offense, it was it was all right. Jameis was what, 17 to 23, 226 yards, a touchdown? Did Jameis have any of those quote, Jameis, dumb Jameis throws yesterday where he does something? And you're like, what are you doing? No, he didn't. He didn't. You gotta trust them a little bit more. Like what 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 is the Saints offense right now? Is it are we gonna just run the ball first and foremost and lean on our defense? Is that what it is? I, I get I guess so. Winston played really well yesterday. Deontay Harris is the most reliable receiver on the roster right now. That's a problem. Boy, this team needs Michael Thomas back. Alger Grossis shouldn't be on. Everybody that was all excited about Adam Troutman, man, every dog and Jared Cook all the time. You think they miss Jared Cook and Josh Hill right now. And Paulson Adebo, for as good as he was the first few weeks, he was picked on a lot yesterday. And, and wh- what about the pass rush? Pretty good first. It wasn't any good yesterday. Just felt stale. Daniel Jones is nobody's all star. And Daniel Jones looked like one yesterday. And one reason why is that he had plenty of time to throw the football. There are a lot of questions about this Saints team. And I, you know, I I went into this season saying, well, you know, my expectation is much lower. You don't have that Super Bowl or bust feel you've had the last several years, and therefore, man, it's probably not going to be as stressful. How stupid was I for thinking that? Yesterday's game was so stressful. Week one was was amazing. That was just straight dopamine. But week two was ugh. Week three, you know, shouldn't have been stressful. Got a little stressful there in a moment, and then yesterday was just just nonstop stress. That was, was, was just dumb of me for just even thinking for a second. Yeah, it'll be a little more low key this year. You know, not as much pressure. Okay, that doesn't mean it's not stressful because yesterday was stressful and they should have won the game and they blew it. It was pathetic. They blew it. They blew it to a Giants team that, by the way, again, cre- you know what? Credit to Daniel Jones. Okay, they gave him time. And guess what he did with it? He made the Saints pay. And Daniel Jones was missing, you know, Number two and three receiver on the depth chart. And the dude went out there and threw for 402 yards. couple touchdowns. One that wasn't a touchdown, wasn't it? It was a fumble. He recovered it. Whatever. Ran for a two-point conversion. Got through for over 400 yards. Alvin Kamara played good yesterday. But Jameis Winston played good. I mean, there's there's some, you know, decent things here and there you can look at. Pete Warner played good yesterday. The rookie linebacker out of Ohio State. I think he's, you know, what, 10 tackles and 40 snaps play. That's good. But this team gonna be like this guys up and down up and down for from a play calling standpoint it was not sean payton's he's he's not gonna put that one in his uh highlight reel in his demo and for that matter you know Louisiana got the win at south alabama and at the end of the day that's what matters most it's the dub but i i i don't how does Coach Napier feel about his play calling, particularly later in that game in the fourth quarter? We're going to ask him that next. We're going to talk a lot about the performance against South Alabama, how the team is doing in the health department, and getting ready for a game in eight days at home against App State and a huge one. Louisiana Raging Cajun head coach Billy Napier joins me next. This is the great Scott Schreiber, ESPN 1420. Don't go anywhere.
0: snap
1: kick on its way plenty of distance no good and he missed it he missed it oh my oh my goodness from 36 yards he missed it wow and the cajuns will take over with a minute six to go and south alabama can
0: only stop the clock once oh, let me feel your heart rate jay my gosh <laughs> how in oh, the world man
2: Jay Walker and Chris Lano on the call from the Raging Cajun Sports Network from Learfield. Breathing the uh, exhale, rather, of relief there. Cajuns uh, get out of South Alabama with a win as they defeat the Jaguars 20-18, to joining us now as he does on Mondays during, a, I guess, coming off of a normal week where they, they're they not playing. It's, it's not so much a normal week schedule-wise. They'll play a week uh, from tomorrow, but they're not playing early this this week, and uh, Coach Billy Napier, Louisiana Raging Cajun head coach, joins us now. Good morning, Coach. Was uh, was there an exhale from you whenever that kick sailed wide right on Saturday night?
3: Well, no doubt. No doubt. We, we got ourselves into a tough position. Um, certainly, you know, didn't play well, you know, in the second half in particular, Um I think when we go back and look at things, there's lots of things that we can do better to position our team, um, to have success as a staff, right. And, uh, certainly, uh, lots of players that can do their job better as well. So, you know, overall, um, you know, they missed their kick at the end of the game. We missed a couple of ours in the second quarter. So, uh, you know, I think that we both have got kicker issues. That's pretty evident. So, um, you know, I think I was really pleased um, with the effort, the toughness, the poise. Um, man, our kids are uh, the competitive spirit. They stick together. I'm really proud of kind of what I observed throughout the day. Um, you know, in in a tough, tough venue and certainly tough conditions. So, um, but all that being said, man, we made we made a game and certainly proud for that.
2: You told uh, Cody Juno after the game, and, and you just referenced that um, you know everybody can can play better. I think you said uh, I, I think as coaches we can help our players. I know I certainly feel that way. It's important to tell the truth when we go back to work. I know the schedule's slightly different before the App State game, coach, because you guys are playing a week from tomorrow. But have you been able to to kind of peel back your ears and dig into the film a little bit from from uh, Saturday's game? Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> More than just dig into it. Um, you know, we did what we always do um, yesterday with the staff, you know, quality control of the game. Uh, on the way home, we got everything graded, got everything ready to evaluate quality control, uh, offense, defense, and game changers. And there's, there's um, you know, there's lots of things. I, I will say this. I think um, the staff do a really good job of getting the team ready to play. We started fast in the game. You know, we jumped on them. We were out 20 to nothing. Uh, And then we kind of missed some momentum opportunities in the second quarter. You know, we missed two field goals, uh, missed a PAT after one of the touchdowns, uh, and then gave up an 11 play drive there with two third and extra longs uh, and a DPI. And then, you know, uh, after the missed field goal, going to the locker room, we're, it's 20 to six at the half, and you feel you really feel like you completely dominated the first half of football, but the score uh, isn't quite where it should be. So, you know, I think that uh, we we didn't start uh, well in the third quarter, uh, and they did a really nice job on offense of uh, controlling the ball. You know, I think the time of possession was like you know, 20 to 10 or something like that in the second half. Uh, We were three and out and fumble um, on offense, and certainly that contributed. We only had four possessions in the second half. So, you know, I think overall, you got to give South Alabama some credit, you know, certainly for the things that they did. Uh, But when we look at the tape, man, it's glaringly obvious that we can coach better and we can play better. You know, I, I think for me, um, I think I could have done a, a better job you know we had an earned and ten situation there with about four minutes left in the fourth and we we go three incomplete passes you know that's just bad coaching um you know we need to do a much better job of managing the game in that situation and then felt like maybe I could have used the timeouts a little bit better there at the end of the second quarter to get back a little bit of time and then certainly at the end of the game there, probably one down earlier so, You know, I know myself, um, I'm always evaluating the things that I could do better to help the team. I know Coach Tony, uh, Coach Couch, and certainly all 10 of our assistants, you know, take the same approach. And the good thing is, we got a bunch of players like that. So, you know, our guys are really uh, impressed with how they handled things and responded after the game. So, um, you know, it's an opportunity to learn here, and uh, I'm I'm thankful to be around a group of coaches and players that are going to do just that.
2: Razorback's head coach Billy Napier, um, you, you mentioned the play calling. I guess on the, the final few offensive plays prior to the sort of victory formation, uh, what in those moments, right? You're running the ball well, and then you call the three straight passing plays. Um, is there like? Is there a, an option on the play? Can Levi audible there? Is it when, when you're in a situation late in a game? Um, I know you said you know. I guess you know you'd like to have him back if you could. Granted, you got the W in the end. But what in that moment on the sideline? Sort of what goes into that decision?
3: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you're playing the game. You're a competitor. You know, you're, you're trying to do everything you can do to move the ball, score points. Um, You know, we had some miscues on those plays. Um, you know, it certainly ended up throwing some incompletions there, which certainly didn't take much time off the clock, right. you know, those three plays. So I think once we got behind the sticks, you know, we felt like we needed to do something to generate some yards and score some points. So the, the, the play that I'd like to have back is the earned and 10 play, uh, at the four nine point in the fourth quarter, there. So, and we didn't execute that play the way it should have been executed. Uh, it positioned us for second long, and third long. Uh, and those are not those are bad downs, those are hard downs.
2: How does the rain, when you have the deluge that unfolded prior to kickoff and then at times during the game, how does that change the game plan as a play caller?
3: It affects you a lot, you know. I think, um, it's so one of the things that we uh, talked about yesterday as a staff. I think our offensive of skill did not handle the change of uh, conditions, unexpected change of conditions, you know, kind of out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you know, it goes from being relatively no weather expected. And then next thing you know, in pregame warmups, the bottom drops out, you know, so. Uh, It rained pretty good throughout the game. You know, at some points there in the the second quarter, um, you know, maybe right there at the half, we feel like it stopped. And then in the third quarter, here it comes again. So a little bit of unexpected, you know, conditions there certainly affected us. There's no doubt we were, um, we got, you know, opportunities to make plays in the game, in the throw game, and the the conditions affected us, and, and we didn't. So, you know, there's some lessons there. You know, as a staff, you think about, okay, hey, we've got to expose our players to that more often. Um, You know, I think during spring practice, during training camp, you know, when we get opportunities, it is raining outside. I think be more intentional about going out in the conditions instead of using the indoor. Uh, Not that we don't have done that in the past, but uh, being more intentional about that. Um it certainly was effective so you know that's one thing that I learned and certainly something that we'll adjust going forward.
2: Louisiana victorious over South Alabama twenty to eighteen, improving to four and one, two and zero in conference play. Coach Napier, since you've been at UL the Cajuns are a thirteen and zero against Sunbelt Western Division opponents. Um the defense was was strong in the game. Farad Gardner led the team in tackles. He went down there Near the end of the third quarter, is he okay? And and how did you guys come out of this one from a health standpoint?
3: Yeah, I think I think we're going to be in pretty good shape um, across the board. Um, you know, I think Neil Johnson's a little bit banged up. We'll kind of see where he's at. Um, you know, I'll let you know. You know, as we get closer to the of State game, relative to how much he can participate in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, He got banged up in the two-minute drive right before the half there. Um, But, yeah, I think overall, outside of that, we're in pretty good shape. Um, I thought defensively, you know, we defended the run well. You know, they were 3.3 a rush, held them to 18 points. Um, You know, we gave up some explosive passes. They got behind us a little bit. You know, they were 8.4, you know, per pass attempt, and, you know, I think that 12.8 per completion, you know, and I think that we're a couple plays away there from having an outstanding day. You know, the one thing uh, is we didn't get any takeaways, right? That's always a hard day at the office. They they did a nice job of taking care of the um, You know, we turned it over once. They they did not. So they wanted to the turn over margin there. Um, so big stops. Um, you know, they're late and certainly – you know, forced them to miss a couple of kicks ourselves, blocked one, you know, affected the kicker. Uh, and certainly I thought we did a nice job affecting the quarterback. But the Bentley kid did stand in there and throw some strikes, especially I think the the three deep balls in particular stand out to me.
2: Louisiana Raging Cajun coach Billy Napier, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. I'm, I want to circle back to the offense briefly, Coach. I'm sorry there was to ask you about my notes here. You kind of alluded to third and long earlier, and and you know a lot of folks will point to third down. Is the biggest key to improving on third down more about first and second down than third down?
3: Hundred percent. You know, I mean, I think the reality is the national average for uh, third longs is less than fifteen percent or something like that. So, you know, you want to live in third manageable. You know, and I think the key is to play well on first down. Um, you know, I think first down efficiency has always been a good indicator of what we're how we're doing. You know, and then you know, you get into second long, third long. It's a rough day at the office there. So, uh, any time that uh, you're in obvious passing situations, right, two minute third down, uh, those are hard hard downs. So, um, you know, I mean, I think the big deal here is we got to. Play with a little bit more efficiency. The, the great thing for me uh, is to be able to come in here and watch the tape uh, and see exactly where you know we can we we could have had success if that makes sense. We've got a well-designed concept on offense, defense, and special teams. We just got to get the players to execute the concept better. Uh, fundamentally, assignment sound. Um, and then, you know, occasionally you run into some scenarios where schematically, um, hey, look, they got the they got the pencil last here, and uh, not many of those in the game Saturday.
2: Gotcha. Um, Levi, he, uh, Levi Lewis, make it plays with his feet on Saturday, Coach. Um, you know, it's always been in his game. Some games you see it more than others, whether it be design or whether it be him just keeping a play alive, but – he seemed, at least to me, um, quicker to, to to take off in certain situations when maybe there was a little bit of open green. Uh, having watched the film, how would you rate Levi's performance with his legs on Saturday night?
3: Well, it was part of the plan. You know, they play a lot of eight man front, um, middle close coverage, and um, you know you got to use the quarterback right. So. Uh, we ran more zone read concepts, you know, where you got to read the edge of the defense. And, you know, they, they took the back and he pulled the ball, you know, quite a few there early. Uh, he made some plays with his feet. You know, we had a quarterback draw at one point there on a second and long, you know, where he got a first down. So, you know, overall, it was part of the plan, given the concept they were running on defense. And he did a nice job executing those. Um, you know, I do think the conditions affected them in the throw game, uh, and it certainly affected our skill players, you know, so, um, you know, that's where we fell short, you know, when you really evaluate the game with the passing game wasn't near as effective as it should have been. And I think the conditions had something to do with that, but also think we need more precision and detail, uh, and more assignment sound on the perimeter.
2: Louisiana Raging Cajun head coach, Billy Napier, uh, you referenced a couple of missed kicks by you guys, but I want to focus on the positive here for a moment on special teams, coach, the big return to him. um, You know, you talk about conditions, but even only get off some good punts. Aside from some missed kicks from Snyder, uh, how how would you grade the rest of the special teams play from Saturday night against South Al?
3: I thought it was one of our better days, to be honest with you. You know, we've been working hard. uh, The staff, you know, everybody contributes. You know, it's one of the greatest things about special teams is it's a combination of your staff. It's a combination of your players. You're pulling from all areas of the organization there in terms of how you practice, how you organize. Um, The scout teams have got to be fantastic throughout the week to uh, simulate the looks for the players. Uh, and we are steadily getting better. You know, I think if we if we make the two field goals in the PAT, then I would probably say it's probably our best day uh, in the kicking game. You know, just the film was cleanest it's been. So um, we did a lot of good things on special teams outside of the missed kicks. Um, certainly that's an area where we've got to find a, a better plan uh, or execute better one or the other. So, There's no doubt. We blocked them better. Uh, We covered well. And certainly, I don't know what the hidden yardage was off my head here, but, you know, I think we were a little closer in some areas. So, you know, I think missed momentum in the second quarter, right? We should have 27 points at the half, um, if not more, right? If we do a little bit better on offense and don't settle for field goals, um we probably got more so i think that uh, we played a good half of football and then we we played a below average half of football that's how sum up
2: saturday's game last thing last question from saturday coach and then um nate snyder kicking for you after kenny amadera's got hurt nate's done a nice job on kickoffs last year he had some issues in terms of accuracy, but then he makes you know a, a giant walk-off game winner against Georgia Southern. Sometimes, the life of a kicker, uh, just the ups and downs of it. But you mentioned maybe changing the approach. Is it is it a, is it a competition? Is how do you how do you talk to a kicker that maybe has missed a few and you know what they're capable of and you see it in practice? I guess overall, your approach right now to trying to shore up that area because outside of that, as you said, kicks. Might be the best special teams game overall that you guys have had here.
3: Well, I think it's like any other part of your team, right? I mean, the guy's having success, he's doing his job, you know, he's working hard to improve, um, you know, and then you got days where a guy doesn't do well, right? I mean, I think that every position on our team has these scenarios. Every week, it's just not as easy to evaluate for the common fan, right? Pretty easy to see that, hey, the ball didn't go between the uprights, right? So, um, you know, we got a lot of players out there on our team that are competing and aren't doing it exactly right all the time. You know, the kicker just happens to have the spotlight on him every time he gets an opportunity. So, you know, we're going to treat it like everything else we do around here. We're going to create competition, we're going to give him feedback. We're going to try to correct the fundamentals and the techniques. Um, And then we're going to try to do better the next time. So, um, you know, we'll we'll work hard on that between now and the next time we play, and we'll go out and give it our best shot. So um, that always includes competition. It always includes uh, correction. And uh, we'll take the we've always taken.
2: Six wins uh, between last season and this season by games, you know, by by four or less. You guys have been able to win the close games, coach. Uh, and somebody said, you know, what do you think their big positive takeaway is from Saturday? As somebody asked me this yesterday. I said that they got the win. I mean, you got the W. And I think when you have a standard set at Louisiana, one that you guys speak openly about in the goals. You know, you might get a win. Maybe you didn't play up to that standard, so perhaps the locker room or the bus ride isn't as celebratory as it may be otherwise. But at the end of the day, you know, I know you don't lose sight of a coach, but I got to stress nobody can lose sight of the fact that uh, the win. I mean, you got the win. At the end of the day, the most important stat from Saturday night was the final score.
3: Well, I'm glad you think that way, but I'm more concerned with the areas of our team that have got to get better, right? We've got, uh, we got to play with more consistency. You know, we we have bright spots every week, uh, but I'm not very happy with the consistency that we're playing with right now. So, I think on offense, defense, and special teams, we're getting closer, uh, but we got to put it all together. You know, we, we're fortunate to win the game Saturday, uh, but I'm looking for more consistency across the board. Um, you know we do a lot of things well but every week uh, there are areas of our team that are preventing us from you know performance or our potential uh, and that's what i'm focused on so you know we're, we're four and one um, you know it's october and this is a big month for us we've got to improve as a team uh, and that that's what i'm that's what i'm concerned with here as we speak so, You know, sometimes we get a little too good to score. We need to address the the issues on our team, right? Um, Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to you is you play bad and you win the game. So, um, you know, we got work to do, and uh, that's what we're going to get started on here today. So uh, I appreciate you covering our team. Uh, but it's time to get back to work.
2: yeah, i uh, I would never suggest that you guys should rest on your laurels, uh, and I know you wouldn't either. Um, final questions for you, coach, uh, App State, a week from tomorrow. What are you doing with the two extra days in the schedule, and how happy are you guys to be back home?
3: Well, we're gonna we're gonna we mapped out our plan a long time ago. You know, we've got a couple of days here. We're gonna focus on uh, some future opponents. Uh, we're going to work hard on recruiting uh, and evaluating uh, some of the class of 22 players. Um, you know, we're going to work hard on our fundamentals. Um, we're going to have a very specific plan for every player on our team on how they're going to improve. We're going to have that for the position groups, the units, all six phases of the kicking game. Uh, we'll have two practices that will be formatted specifically for that uh, relative to where we need to get better. Uh, and then we'll turn the page to App State. But right now we're gonna have a little bit of a two or three day approach here. Um, you know, and then we'll turn the page. So it gives us an opportunity here to really take a good look in the mirror, you know, and come up with some plans for improvement solutions to some of these problems that we have. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we've been here before. Um, We're going to execute our plan. Uh, I think our staff is getting better. Uh, I think that our team in certain areas uh, has to play with more consistency, but I see improvement. Um, But overall, um, you know, that's kind of what our focus will be before we work on that.
2: Fair enough, Coach. Lastly, what did your kids tell you when they saw you on Sunday?
3: Well, they said – you know, basically, we had a chance to spend a lot of time. I, I had a long honeydew list yesterday, let me just say that. We, we worked for a couple hours as staff, uh, gave everybody off, and then uh, Allie gave me a list of things to do. So we got the boys some haircuts. Uh, we had a birthday party drop off. We had uh, some grocery shopping. We cleaned the house. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what, we got to watch a heck of a football game last night. I don't know if y'all watched that game, but that was uh, pretty special I, to watch.
2: You know, it, it can, <laughs> so Bill's son, Steve, Steve Belichick, um, you know, some interesting uh, memes he may have created last night. When when he kind of <laughs> sticks his tongue out and does all that stuff, I said that's like my son when I, when I try to make him eat a vegetable. But was that – could he – have you ever seen a coach that maybe uses their tongue in terms of like a, a signal, like a silent signal? Or is that guy just, you know, is that just how he is?
3: <laughs> they just caught him in a bad spot there, man. I hate to say hey, it. Hey, uh, he looks what, like, he looked,
2: awesome, man, it was a great what game. An awesome
3: football game. Yeah, and, you know, was, just, little... uh, you know, the chess match that was taking place Um The level of execution, that was fun to watch, man. The situational football, um, you know, Sammy wanted to stay up and watch the whole thing, but we we had to pause it and read some books and put him to bed, so he's got to cool the day. But um, that was an awesome game, man. That was fun to watch.
2: (laughs) Uh, Coach Billy Napier has been our guest. Coach, I appreciate the time. Um, Enjoy the time with the family. I know you guys are hard at work, and we'll talk to you in the future.
3: All right, Scott. Thanks for covering our team, man. I'll see you
2: around. All right, you got it. That is Rage of Cajun head football coach Billy Napier. says. I think they just caught Steve at a bad, bad shot. I mean, I I can't agree with you on that one, Coach, because every time the camera went to Steve, he was – he looked like he was in Kiefer Sutherland's vampire gang from the Lost Boys. You know. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that was something. That was something. Big thanks to coach, and you heard it. He's like, I'm glad you feel good. You know, they won and all, but doesn't sound happy about it. And, you know, something that stood out to me about that conversation is before I could even ask him specifically about uh, play calling on the, you know, the final offensive drive prior to the the victory formation drive. you know So I guess technically the second to last one. You know, he was he was thinking about that, talking about that, pointing out where he made mistakes, how they're going to improve, but he's not happy right now in terms of the inconsistency on the football team, as he stated. But I I will say it again, though. And, and when I point out, hey, they got the W, it's not to be like, oh, no one should complain, no one should be upset, no one should point out how they can get better. No, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I might be that guy if, you know, your your team just won, you know, by a whole bunch. You know, if Georgia fans are complaining after they beat Arkansas 37 to nothing, okay, I might I might be that guy, right? Alabama fans really upset about a 21-point win over Ole Miss. I'm like, eh. But no. Got to get better. Got to get better, and you got to play a better game if you want to beat Appalachian State, a team that, that has had Louisiana's number since they came into the conference. It wasn't until last year where the Cajuns finally got that metaphorical monkey off their back. App's good. They're coming in to Cajun Field, 4-1. and one. Just demolished Georgia State. On the road Saturday, 45-16. to 16. They got an explosive offense. We're going to talk more. I know phone lines lit up. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. More about Steve, Steve Belichick. That Patriots-Bucks game. Saints, oof. The Saints' performance, oof. Against the Giants, oof. LSU falls to Auburn where Bo Nix looked like he was Bo Jackson at times. Good Lord. Bring it. Phone lines are open next to 269-1077. I want to hear from you guys. Don't go anywhere. It's the Grace Scott Show, ESPN 1420. What up, guys? It's Scott Fraser from The Great Scott Show, and it has been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Because DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. you got to get in on the action right now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see how your team stacks up against the competition. It's fun. It's a blast. It makes watching games that much better. Feel the action like you have not before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code 1420 to get that free shot at millions of total prizes, all with your first deposit. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into the great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. If you're listening to ESPN 1420 Live on your mobile app, on your smartphone, connected cars, smart speakers, Alexa, Echo, whatever it might be, if you're listening on the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Wilson or Champagne's going the extra mile. Appreciate Coach Napier coming on. Now, I don't know how it's going to work next week because uh, Monday is the day before app, so we'll try to get them maybe later in the week next week. I'm also going to be out a couple of days this week and Monday of next week. My man, Norman Locke, will be uh, filling in in the morning. I'll be here tomorrow, though. And I'm here right now. I want to hear from you. Sound off, 269-1077. I know some of you guys have tried to call. Usually on Mondays, we open them up after we wrap up the Coach Napier interview. So that's what we'll do now. 269 1077. What went wrong in New Orleans yesterday? What went wrong in Baton Rouge on Saturday night? What went wrong in, in Mobile on Saturday? We talked about that with Coach Napier, a little bit about some of the things that went right. And that Bucks. Patriots game Tom Brady breaks the NFL career passing yards record in a game that was tight that was close that yes I got sick of all the buildup and all that other stuff but you know what it was very very entertaining it was a good game and we got we got Raiders Chargers tonight we got another good game tonight yes I was kind of rooting for the Patriots last night believe it or not not something I do often. Doinks it off the field goal. Which, like, Sean Payton yesterday, if we're going to get on the Saints, play calling has been a big topic of discussion in terms of all the teams we've been talking about a lot. I mean, LSU's play calling right now is so predictable. I don't know how you go out there and blame Max Johnson. Georgia State, who got, I referenced them, they got demolished by App State on Saturday. They rushed for what, like over 200-something yards against Auburn? LSU rushed for 29 Whereas the Saints yesterday, they ran the ball, they ran it well, they ran it hard. Alvin Kamara, 120 yards rushing, didn't have a single target. That's interesting. Offensively, the Saints were doing some things right. They just couldn't finish, and then usually it had to do with a questionable play call. But more than that, the, the most baffling thing to me that Sean Payton did yesterday was not attempting a 47-yard field goal and then rolling Aldrick Rosas out to attempt a 58-yarder? And when asked about it after the game, was like, well, at some point you got to make a kick. Why didn't you let him try to make one before? Huh? Ah, That was fourth and three. I liked it down a distance. Yeah. Yeah. If Will Lutz was healthy and in there, you're kicking a field goal there. I know you are. And then maybe if you're in a 58-yard situation, the thing is, it's not... I mean, how many... Will Lutz has kicked some over 55 yards? But most of them have come late, you know, at the end of a half or maybe at the end of the game, like the game winner against the Texans on Monday night a few years ago. But the Saints really did just find a way. Everything is just Rolling. 21 to 10. Third quarter. Jameis throws a great deep ball. Hits Kenny Stills in stride. Oh, nope. Holding. Bring it back. Adam Troutman. That guy. Okay, well let's just double down. Now we're gonna put Taysom Hill back there, who's very, very effective running the ball. I mean, that touchdown, that touchdown run by Taysom, the first one he had. the Guy, the guy broke seven tackles. It was amazing. He's a hell of a football player. Hell of a football player. Backup NFL quarterback. Now you're gonna have him trying to deep ball where Deontay Harris broke away and was open and is severely underthrown, and guess what? It's picked off. So now instead of twenty eight to ten. It's twenty-one to ten, and Jameis, who had thrown twelve consecutive complete passes, didn't attempt another pass until there was four, little over four minutes left in in regulation. Sean Payton is a great coach. Yesterday was not one of his great days. Josh McDaniels, good play caller, right? A lot of folks feel that way. Patriots, good, good coaching staff. Historically great coaching staff. Belichick going to the Hall of Fame, no doubt. 56 yards, cold weather, fourth and manageable. You get a first down, you get closer. You don't give the ball back to Brady with time left. If you line up to kick a field goal a little closer, if you can convert the first down. Now let's try it out, our field goal kicker, and yet yeah, have the distance, but doink some questionable calls by some pretty great coaches and in and, and the reality is they all have their their good days and bad days but it was it was weird Mac Jones looked like a totally different player yesterday than he did the week before against the Saints where the Saints were able to you know their their pass rush is so up and down. I mean that's the thing about the Saints guys. They're going to be so up and down this year. No Yamada, no Davenport, no pressure. What did they pressure Jones six times the whole game? I had forty pass attempts. Daniel Jones, forty pass attempts for four hundred two yards, completed seventy percent. Had an interception that we know wasn't really his, you know, it was, it's Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Marcus Williams gives more meaningless Hail Mary interceptions than any player in the league probably. But the kicking situation for the Saints is, is just, you don't look at that game yesterday and think that kicking caused them to lose the game because it wasn't a, a missed field goal at the end. But kicking cost them a game yesterday. A lot cost them that game yesterday, but kicking was one of it because Will Lutz is in there. He is kicking a 47-yarder. He is changing how you call plays once you get across the opponent's 40-yard line, which the Saints did a couple times in the first half and kept coming away with zeros. So, yeah, it's costing them games right now. He can't come back soon enough. ESPN fourteen twenty and com. Eight o'clock hour around the corner. Got a number of emails from you guys. You guys. Gonna go through the NFL docket yesterday. Take a look at some of the upsets, some of the surprises. And more on what the hell happened. Because even as, 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 as just pathetic at times as that loss was yesterday for the Saints, I mean, it seemed like there were many moments in that game where it seemed like, okay, well, they're not in danger of losing the game. And then after that interception by Hill, you're like, ah, why do they just keep letting this team hang around? You let a team hang around, the longer and longer you do, eventually, they're going to cut you. And they did. Hey, glass half full would say, oh, I thought the Saints would be two and two. I just thought they'd be wins over the Giants and Panthers. Not the Packers and the Patriots. Well, who cares? I ain't here for this glass half full stuff. That was bad yesterday. You'll hear some post-game audio from Sean Payton. Some of his explanations that didn't make sense to me anyway. You'll hear from Alvin Kamara, among others. It's all coming your way. Open phone lines at uh, 269-1077. Hit me up on Twitter as well, at ESPN1420 is the station handle, and you can email me, scott, at ESPN1420.com. We'll be right back after this. What up, guys? It's Scott Fraser from The Great Scott Show, and it has been a great start to the NFL season. And it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Because DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. you got to get in on the action right now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see how your team stacks up against the competition. It's fun. It's a blast. It makes watching games that much better. Feel the action like you have not before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings secure and reliable, and the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code 1420 to get that free shot at millions of total prizes, all with your first deposit. That's code 1420. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Keeping your home safe while you're away. Up next from Mr. Electric. Next time you leave home for a few weeks, or even if it's
1: just for a few days, make sure you have a few things taken care of. Unplug appliances that you won't be using while you're gone. Keep extension cords and appliances away from water, and remember it may rain while you're gone, so don't leave anything plugged in outside that may get wet in a storm. And if you have power locks on your door, make sure you bring a spare key, just in case the power goes
2: out or the batteries die. Here's Sean Dore, owner of Mister Electric. I want to be voiced as the electrician of choice for our area, uh, and, and that takes a lot of work. You know, building good reviews, doing quality service, do quality control. So after a technician is done, we're gonna randomly pick jobs and go and check the work that was done. And if there's something that doesn't meet quality standards, we're fixing those things. We're making it right. Mister Electric and MisterElectric.com.
4: Listen to ESPN 1420 1420 Live on your desktop or mobile device Via our mobile app and in connected cars And on smart speakers Brought to you by Sean Pines Market in the Oil Center Sean Pines, going the extra mile What's up, it's your boy Shaq And
0: you're listening to Acadiana's Best Sports Leader For Acadiana's Best Sports Fans ESPN 1420 ESPN1420.com And the ESPN 1420 app
2: Hello everybody, welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Man, when the Saints lose, the Mondays just hit different. A lot different. Everything that just, I don't know, suddenly the mosquito bites seem to itch more. The humidity, morning dew it. seems to just be a little more sticky. Things don't just sort of roll right off the shoulders. Everything's just kind of, uh. Cam Jordan likes to talk about the 24-hour rule. Shoot, man. For Saints fans, it's more like a a 96-hour. We're talking like deep into the week, and then finally the next Friday hits, and it's like, all right, I guess start getting ready for the next weekend in football, right? ESPN fourteen twenty. What, what 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 was that? What was that yesterday? <sighs> Two six nine ten seventy seven. Bowl lines are open. We'll get to them. Got some um, emails here. Derek says, Scott. It seems like the Saints wide receivers. Aren't getting open a ton. Do you know when Smith or Thomas will be back? Traquan Smith said yesterday, in a, a real Super Nola video or something, he'd be back in two weeks. That's when Thomas can come off the pup as well. Saints have Washington, and then they have a bye week. So, but but you know, I even Thomas was seventeen to twenty three yesterday. Saints were nineteen to twenty six. He was at twelve straight completions at one point. I don't. Yes, they do need to get some receivers back. I don't know that that was the biggest issue yesterday. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Oh, I wish it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Morning. Welcome into the show.
1: Yeah.
2: It's morning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do a word association game, Scott. Permit me. Sean Payton and Jameis Winston. What word comes to your mind?
2: Um, peanut butter and honey. Two words, because cool. it's not it's not peanut butter and jelly, which fits perfect. It's like yeah, it's like sometimes honey goes good with peanut butter. It kind of depends on what day it is, how you're feeling, what the dish is. I don't like a peanut butter and honey sandwich per se. It's like sometimes it goes together, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. It's like they they. Uh, you know he's not he's not letting Jameis be the jelly right now, and uh, I, I you know you're trying to play you're trying to limit mistakes right and lean on the run game and a good um, defense. Um, at some point, man, you know that that every now and then, especially when he's playing well, you got to open it up a little bit. And yesterday, at let, times, it, it, yeah. it really called for that. And then they finally did, and then they let, get popped for a holding, yeah. and then he doesn't throw another pass for another like 10, 12 minutes of game time.
1: Let me, let me give you the word that comes to my mind, mistrust, mistrust. He does not trust Jameis Winston. And I heard he went out and bought like 80 yo-yos and said, I don't want y'all to be yo-yos or whatever this year. Didn't he say that?
2: I don't know, probably.
1: That's, that's what they said he said on the broadcast. That's what they said he did on the broadcast. He said, we don't want to have a yo-yo year. Well, if you don't want to have a yo-yo year, then cut the freaking string. Cut the string that you that you got everybody dancing off of, because it's not yo-yos, it's puppets. He's got Jameis as a puppet. Jameis is not out there and able to do anything. He's afraid to make any mistake. And now that lack of confidence that he has in his quarterback is permeating. It's starting to permeate through the whole team. It started out with him, with Jameis. Now it's Jameis with his receivers, Jameis with himself. Now it's the whole offense, and now it's spreading to the defense. By yesterday afternoon at the end of that football game, that defense was afraid to go on that football field because the, a, a complete lack of confidence – has taken control of that whole football team like a fever, and they—no one is responsible for what occurred yesterday, except Sean Payton himself. And I know that they had different guys that got beat at different times, and I know that you know we could have made a play here or play there that we didn't make. Bottom line is he does not trust Jameis Winston, and it is now spreading throughout the whole locker room and the whole organization. If you don't trust your quarterback, then why are you starting him? And I got news. I got news. I got news. Something I figured out yesterday. I'm hoping that Sean Payton's finally figured it out. But there's no need in trying it anymore. Taysom Hill cannot throw a long pass. He can't. No. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a great backup quarterback who is a good football player. And I love Taysom Hill, a football player. But he is not a starter in the NFL. And this whole thing about a strong arm, he don't have a strong arm. That is like the fifth or fourth time in a row that I've seen well, him he, has, throw, he has really. Uh, he
2: has really, really strong arms. He just doesn't have a strong throwing arm.
1: He doesn't have a – well, exactly. He doesn't have a – he can't throw a ball that can get there on the long pass. This is like four out of four or five out of five. Every time he's thrown a long pass to a receiver, the receiver has either had to stop, come back for the football, or the play, or it's being intercepted. It was a dumb play a call. He was
2: using – Jameis had just – Jameis had completed 12 straight passes. Hayson was yeah. playing great in the role that he is great yeah. in, and then he dials yeah. that up. And, you know, it was it was one of those games no, where Peyton no. got in his feelings too because he was mad at the refs. Then he had that – Ridiculous challenge where he just wastes a challenge and a timeout for no reason at all because he's mad at the refs well, and wants to try to make a point. It, it, it was one of those days where he it, was. It would have been a great
1: Mm-mm. It would have been a great play call if Jameis would have been in the game because if Jameis would have been in the game, it would have been like, I threw one touchdown, you didn't stop it. Now I'm going to throw another touchdown because mm-hmm. you can't stop it because that would have been a touchdown. If Jameis Winston would have been in that football game, that play would have been another assuming, seven points. Assuming, assuming
2: the Giants play the same exact same defense, which they, they might not. Whenever.
1: Brother, he, he, he Taysom had a clean pocket no interference whatsoever, and a receiver who had his man beaten
2: by five yards. I'm not arguing that point, it, Kyle. It, I'm just saying well, that well, team, well, team, team defenses that it, play quarterbacks differently based on who's, who's on the field.
1: I got a feeling that there ain't no way the Giants would have figured all way. He ain't going to try that back-to-back.
2: Okay? They, they, yeah, we, 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 we'll, that back-to-back. We'll never know, but it doesn't just, matter because like Peyton made did. the call anyway. Peyton's well, a great well, coach who well, had a terrible thing, day yesterday.
1: The one yesterday. thing is, The one thing is it didn't work, and and, and Sean Payton blamed Jameis Winston for Taysom Hill's mistake, and you saw the result of it, and this team has a confidence crisis right now. The whole team is permeating everywhere now. The defense ain't even playing like they can play anymore because we have a complete confidence crisis, and they ain't but one thing they're going to break us out of that, and that is Sean Payton cutting the strings to his quarterback position and letting him go out there and make plays. And if he makes, if he if he makes them, he makes them. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But the fact is, if you put players in a position where they cannot win, they will lose every time. And that's what he did Sunday. Right, and Kyle. the Giants—they uh, they ought to go on a eight game winning streak now. Mm. I mean, it, you talk about a team that had the breath of life pumped into them. The Saints, thank you. If I was a New I would think yeah, the no. Saints. They,
2: they're going the, the Giants are going to go to Dallas next week and get their butt kicked. That's what's going to happen.
1: Well, uh, well, that'll be an interesting—that'll be an interesting thing to see. But I tell you one it's thing: money that thing from no. Con- That team went from no confidence to ultimate confidence, and confidence is one of the most important things you have to have if you're going to be an athlete.
2: Later, Bubba. So Kyle's message to Sean Payton is, Scared money don't make money. It was was just weird. Yesterday's game was just weird. This is going to be an up-and-down team this year. He doesn't want them to be a yo-yo team. That's what they are. And that's kind of what I thought they would be before the season started. And that was my prediction. And I was dumb and naive to think it wouldn't be, um, I don't know, stressful. Yeah, that's it. ESPN 1420, let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Hello. Malcolm Jenkins, how
0: long have you been in the league? What are you doing? Poor tackling. Um like you said, I saw you. Uh, you tweet, "Oh, dude, man, oh, dude was out that rookie Tony. He was out there just maneuvering. He was, he, he was, he was, he was
2: yeah, man, he was almost as slippery as Bo Nix out there. I mean, they couldn't. They, they,
0: but it just cut the kicker now. Cut the
2: kicker. Stop, cut stop,
0: stop playing games. They, 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 they needed to.
2: Now. now, I, they, they, well, they should have cut him last week. With no disrespect, they just should have." But Peyton can't sit there and. Bl- What's annoying is Peyton passes on a 47-yard field goal in the first quarter, and everyone's like, "Oh, he doesn't trust the kicker." Well, then, then, then you, then you shouldn't have him, Then you shouldn't have them. Number one, if you're not if you're not going to try a 47-yard field goal in the in the first quarter. Number two, you 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 you. you you pass on going forward on fourth and manageable to let him attempt a fifty-eight yarder later. Like there is no explanation. And then he says after the game, at some point we need to be able to make a field goal. Like that's that's.
0: D- 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 look at the games with that kicker, man. That dude, that dude, that dude, already shot before this game. It, it, you know, he think, okay, oh yeah, now you know fourth down. Let me come in let me come try it in here. Uh, ah, not still on the sideline, and then you'll do a little running play. Yeah. I, I, the, the the play calling was terrible. Um, I, I'm not blaming Taysom for the pick. I, I'm just upset that that play was even called. That's
2: that's I'm the you same. Know? I'm this exact. That's exactly how I feel about it. Like I mean, people were. All, I, I saw stuff all over my ta- timeline. F Taysom, blah blah blah. All this and that. It's like he he outside of that play. Yeah, he was he was he was one of the best players. The the. If you take away Taysom's pick, you could argue. I mean, you know, I mean, Jameis played really well yesterday. Taysom played really well yesterday. Kamara played really well yesterday. Like, you start looking at the stat sheet. If you didn't watch the game, it would be so perplexing as to like you would just be like, oh well, the defense just had an awful day. The offense must have been okay because I'm looking at the stats. No, it was it, it was it was Sean Payton. It was it was on him yesterday. He's a great coach. He had a terrible day. Terrible day. Like like
0: Dick Vermeer used to say about uh, when Larry Johnson, it's time to take the diapers off. Now, that was a whole different situation, you know. That was was dealing with maturity. But um, look, man, Kyle called called sometime last week saying that Jameis was going to throw five TDs and this and that. You know, and I'm watching the game. You know what? Maybe he could have done that yesterday if they would have just let him go, man. Hey, hey, he looked clean in the pocket. Uh, the ball, his his throws were were nice.
2: That throw he uh, had to Montgomery, beginning. that that throw he had to Montgomery on that third and long early was, I mean that's Ty Montgomery. I mean that's not Michael Thomas. That was yeah. on the money. I mean a lot of his throws. had you know he had some throws early on that were a little low in the dirt when he was under that. pressure. But once he yeah. settled yeah. in, when he was twelve for twelve, it's like, look, I get you want to run the football, and part of it is the play action was opening it up, right? He had time. But you just you completely got away from it after you you know after that turnover, it was like they were trying to play let's let's run, let's milk the clock and the fact that he didn't attempt to pass again until there was 441 left in the fourth quarter after What's he had that about? previously was he hurt, co- was he hurt? No, he was what, they, just, they just kept trying to run the ball and let's do this and let's get the ball back to New York, who's dominating the second half now has all the momentum it was uh it was bad man. it was just bad.
0: Did Jones even get sacked
2: yesterday? Mm-mm. No, he, he I, I, had forty pass attempts. He got pressured like six times. Six times? Oh, I'm sorry. No, he got pressured more than that. He only got hit six times. Forty man, attempts, man, six that. hits. <laughs> and look, they were they were going after a yeah. Debo in the fourth man. They were going after a Debo every single time in the fourth quarter, and it was working.
0: No, let me ask you this: How many plays will Roby? Uh, excuse me. I mean, yeah, how many plays will Roby in? So I,
2: I don't. I don't have the. I need a to. I don't have the play. The the snap count uh, in front of me in terms of who did what. I'm sure. I'm sure it was probably a little more than last week, but a lot less than than Debo And uh, I, you know, they were attacking Debo, but they it they didn't have any pressure on the quarterback. So if Daniel Jones has time to throw the ball, and then you had a breakdown in coverage late, and Kenny Galladay gutted him for 116. And, all that stuff. They just it was. You, you you don't get a pass rush, and then you have Sean Payton getting in his feelings and just overthinking things, and it led to a game that you're you're up double digits, and it it just felt like okay, you've left a lot of points on the field, but it's the Giants; they're not good. And before you know it, you're losing an overtime walk off Barkley touchdown, and you're two and two.
0: <laughs> man, you know what I heard, man? Oh, uh, Drew Brees was quarterback yesterday, and we about we we wasn't losing that game.
2: But it's not
0: like Jameis threw picks
2: or fumbled the ball. had nothing to do. No, Jameis played well yesterday. Jameis played well yesterday. And outside of the interception, so did Taysom Hill. And, uh, you know, Taysom, I don't know why Kyle says Taysom, but um, but that was on Peyton, man. That was on Peyton. And if Peyton calls a good no. game next week, I'll sing his praises. I will. But that was, that was one of his worst coaching performances yesterday. I really feel that way in his whole tenure. I really do.
0: Kamara, man, Kamara, um and, and I sent the um, email earlier. No targets. That's like, it, we're not when they trying to limit his touches. Like, they were they feel like, hey, you know, we saw McCaffrey here. We want to. I think I think you saw. Maybe oh. right,
2: right. So, so they were trying to get Jodes involved in the run game early. He goes out, uh it and played. Felt like four or five snaps. And so I think, like, so Kamara, Part of it too is just. They once midway through the third quarter ended, you know they were just running it non stop from there on out. They didn't have many opportunities offensively, and when you were running it with them a ton, you know there were times where they'd run it three consecutive times and he's breaking tackles and he's breaking off eight nine yard runs and he's play he comes out for a spell, then suddenly, oh bam, gets stuffed, okay, now it's second and eight all right, let's run him again now it's third down, now you don't throw to him on third it was it was. I think it was a combination of things, but obviously he's a guy that you want to get more involved. But as much as he ran it yesterday, uh, I, I would e- even with all of that, I would have expected him to have a little bit more in terms of the receiving game. I mean, not as you pointed out, not even a single target. That's that's highly, highly unusual.
0: Troutman, hey man, I, I feel I also feel that his confidence is shot. I, I don't. know.
2: Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't ready for this role right now. I mean, you go from being the third guy behind a good pass catching tight end, Jared Cook, who yes fumbled the ball and, and was frustrating at times, but a very good pass catching tight end, and then Josh Hill, who could do a little bit of everything, was a superior blocker, and those guys are gone, and now it's it's you. I mean, Garrett Griffin is not you know a great number two tight end. I mean, previously, prior to this year, he was a practice squad player for the most part. And we get called up at times on game day. You know, you folks can say, oh well, Taysom Hill can do that. I mean, let's come on. Taysom Hill does a little bit of everything, but it's not like you want him to be a legit tight end and play out there. So so basically you went from being the third guy that was being brought along, you know, at a at a I would say a manageable rate, because previously you were playing football at Dayton. And now you're in a Saints offense where Peyton loves to utilize the tight end, and it's, it's kind of all on you. And his blocking still needs a lot of work. It really does. Um, you know, this is a guy that didn't have a lot of, you know. I mean, he's 24, and he played college ball at Dayton. And last year he got to be the third string tight end that had a you know, specific amount of packages in the offense, mainly as a pass catcher. It's a big difference this year, and a lot is put on him, but up to this point, he has not been uh, thriving through the first quarter of the season.
0: Scott, man, terrible game management. You burn like you said, you burned two two
2: two crucial
0: timeouts. You, you got the uh the the, the kickoff return to Harris. Hey man, stay in the end zone, man. I understand. I, I understand. I do. You're trying to make a play, you trying to do something, you know, trying to gain some momentum or whatever. But do, I, I, man, can you imagine if we had still had those two timeouts left and the Saints still had those two timeouts left? He, he just, just held yeah, the ball, maybe, try to hit the you close, know, of course, the, uh, you of, the know field. of
2: course, of course they probably would have just lined up he, Roses he for a 40-yard 40 field goal go and it. he would have missed it. So, you know, but yeah, Peyton, of all the dumb things he did yesterday, the challenge was just, it's just because he kept yelling at the refs. And try, oh, now y'all have a bad spot. First of all, it wasn't a bad spot. It was a second and two. He clearly got the first down, and you just wasted a challenge and a timeout just for nothing. I mean, that was when I tweeted, like, what the hell is he doing? He, he got He got too emotional yesterday. Peyton got too emotional, uh, you know what, and it man? took I him out you, of his man. mojo. I but, blame
0: you, man. Okay. Uh, when, when you mentioned that Cleveland game from 2010, I was like,
2: uh, You want to know something <laughs> wild? I, I might have to do it. That, that might actually be because everyone's talked about the Saints' uh, October win streak overall. But that might actually be the last time they lost a, a home game in October.
0: Wait, yeah, like exactly. whoa, I I, I yeah,
2: it was uh, it was it 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 might be I I might have to go somebody t- now look I haven't looked it up somebody told me that this weekend that the last time they lost a home October game was to to Rob Ryan and Scott Vegeta and now that would be that game now I haven't. I haven't gone back and looked at the, the, the schedule year to year. But, yeah, that, that game that year and Gus was saying, oh, that's fine. The energy is going to be great. And seemed like, look, it, 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 I, I wasn't there. But the crowd was into it. The crowd was loud. I mean, I, you know seemed like the energy should have been there. It just slowly got sucked out of the dome with some ridiculous play calling and puzzling decisions by an emotional Sean Payton. You know, I, I actually, actually, it. this, this uh, was this was this was the omen yesterday. They redid the Ring of Honor, and they misspelled Morden Anderson's name. <laughs> <laughs> that that should have been the omen of okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough day today.
0: All right, man. And um, let Josh, when you come back, please let Josh know uh, Lamar Jackson's stat line. All right, man. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Mar Jackson, Baltimore beat Denver twenty-three to seven. Twenty-two of thirty-seven, three hundred sixteen yards and a touchdown. He also had fifty-nine yards. Uh, excuse me, twenty-eight yards rushing. There's Morton Anderson for you. M O R T A N Morton Anderson. Nope, that is not how you spell his name. Sorry. It is M-O-R-T-E-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. But the Saints redid the Superdome with some of the new additions, and they misspelled Morton Anderson's name. Guys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guys in the Saints Hall of Fame. And the Caesar Superdome decided, nah, we're just going to. Remember that old Snickers commercial? Hey, man, it looks good, but uh, who in the hell are the chefs? Great googly mootly. Who's Morton? Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show continues after this. Oh, that's slippery Bo Nix. For Coach Show now, it's not a matter of when. It's just, excuse me, it's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. But that's not a surprise. And folks need to stop blaming Max Johnson. My goodness, what are y'all doing? More coming your way next, ESPN 1420.
0: What's up, sports fans? It's your boy Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. ESPN
2: 1420, welcome back, Zion Williamson. The Pelicans had their first preseason game tonight. Zion's not playing because he's recovering from a broken foot. Hard to believe basketball season, the Pelican season, tips off, and jeez. Uh, Sixteen days. So I went back and looked. Yesterday was in fact the first time the first Saints home loss in the month of October since the twenty ten season when Dave Thomas was leading the Saints and receiving that day. And Drew Brees threw two pick sixes to a nose guard. And Colt McCoy won. And Rob Ryan was a D coordinator for the Browns when Scott Fujita came in and his only game against the Saints after they didn't re-sign him and just handled him. It's a long time ago, huh? It's been a while. Now it's been less than 24 hours. Ugh. Ugh. We talked a good bit of Cajuns, Saints, LSU, my goodness, LSU, LSU. Bo Nix, who got benched last week, looked like Bo Jackson. That guy was slipping out of every single tackle, and, and folks are mad at Max Johnson, and oh, he missed some throws here and there. He didn't play perfect by any stretch, but if you're blaming Max Johnson... The team cannot run the football. Georgia State, Georgia State, who we will see later this year, Georgia State, who is one in four, rushed for two hundred and sixty-seven yards at Auburn. LSU rushed for twenty-nine yards on Saturday night at home. If 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 you put that on Max Johnson, you're not. LSU is so. You are playing SEC football, and yet you've never been more predictable. It's bad right now. It's bad. And they still had plenty of chances to win. Settling for field goals instead of touchdowns early. Should have won the game against Auburn, despite all those issues. I I have some friends that went to the LSU game and drove back, got back at 3 a.m., then got up. Five hours later, drove to New Orleans, went to the Saints game, watched them blow a lead as well, drive back. That's a, that's a long weekend. And Cajun fans, they're upset. Coach Napier talked to him. He wasn't happy. He's like, yeah, I'm glad you feel that way about getting the win, but I'm, I'm upset about all the work we got to do. I got to improve. I, I got to do this. I got to do that better. I mean, we didn't, it just didn't feel like a great weekend of football here in the state of Louisiana. You had some good high school games Friday night, but you also had some local teams that lost some tough games. Walker Howard, God bless him, he broke his leg. Wishing him a full recovery was not the best kickoff to the month of October in terms of football. ESPN 1420. All right. Let's head back to the phone lines. Go ahead. Good morning. Nope. Hey. Nope. Morning. You
1: Yeah, you 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 critiquing the way I say Taysom. And the Saints, somebody in the organization spelled Martin Anderson on the Ring of Honor like that.
2: I I, I would have figured it was you. No, I don't. I I I don't. I don't know that that it was someone within the Saints organization. But whoever did spelt his name wrong, and it is up in the Ring of Honor.
0: Well,
1: you know the way I look at it. If he played for Atlanta, he ought to be branded with an A. (laughs) I think they ought to. If Bobby A. Bear's name is up there, they should change it to A i i okay.
2: i think i think i actually i think they actually spelt it with an o m o r t o n i think is how they is how they spelt it well
1: however however they spelt it well i mean they they did they, they, okay well it was I wrong would it was changed. it was
2: wrong now your joke if it had been the a your joke would have hit good um yeah but yeah but well, you said
1: it was an a at
2: first yeah yeah no i okay, I, so. I messed up they spelt it Morton. Morton more Anderson. Oh, well, that, well, that, that ain't no good, then. No, because I don't believe you played for
1: Oakland. So, yeah, that, that, yeah. Okay. Well, all, all right. Well, the thing is, you, you're gonna have to go a little easy on me if you got that kind of stuff going on. And I'm saying Taysom. It's at least t- I'm Kyle, Kyle. It's
2: it's. I mean, it's that, Taysom. It's not hard. You can just say it. Just say it. Say it with me. Taysom. It can be, it can be Taysom Taysom. It's still you, still pronouncing the O. You still understand that
1: there's an O. I mean, okay, just say, Taysom. Taysom. I mean, say it's not it, hard. Just, uh-huh?
2: just say Taysom Hill. It's not hard. And I may, that may be the way I like <laughs>
1: to pronounce. Them. Oh, well, I mean, but I, I, may, me I may, I may, I like
2: to pronounce your name, call uh, Kylie. I'm not going to call you Kylie. I'm going to call you Kyle. No. That is,
1: that is, there's a difference in having a silent vowel and and the way no, you isn't. say the no, vowel. No. As long va- you, can, saying, you can pronounce a vowel the a range. lot
2: of different ways, according to you, so I'm just, I No, mean, you're Ky- saying no. it within the range of the way it's meant to be said. Kylie, I mean, okay. his name is meant to be said, Taysom, Kylie. I mean, that's what it is. Okay, well, all right, well, you have a good morning. I'll try, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to yeah. try. My best, right. you too, brother. Bye. All right,
1: thank you, Ms. Vardaman. Oh. That was my English teacher in high school. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Later.
2: ESPN 1420. Good morning. I mean, excuse me. Morning. K hey, so. Yes.
0: G-A-Y-S-O-M. K hey, some. Thank you,
2: Ronnie. I think the point I think the point's been made. I think the point's been made. Ah. Morton, not Morton. Morton. That was that was ominous. That was an ominous You know, some feel like a loss to the Giants is ominous. Let me tell you something. This team is going to be up and down. It's going to be what Coach Payton doesn't want it to be. It is going to be yo-yo. That's what it's going to be. But at some point, Sean Payton needs to yo low. You gotta. Take the cuffs off of Jameis just a little bit. Yes, you can't coach the Jameis completely out of Jameis. You can only tame it, but you can't keep him in a cage. Guy was playing great yesterday. 12-12. Throws a beautiful ball to Kenny Stills. Touchdown. Saints are now up three possessions. They're running away with it. This game was over. Oh wait, holding on Adam Troutman, of course. Uh, let me just be stubborn and let Taysom try to throw a deep ball. He's never been able to throw. Oh, it's picked off. And then it just all fell apart. It all fell apart. Sean Payton after the
4: game. game tough game to lose. Um, give credit to New York. They kind of hung in there. And, uh, you know, in this league when you're able to do that, um, you know, all the teams are good enough to make enough plays. And certainly we didn't feel like when we came into this game we, we were seeing an 0-3 team. We we knew how well they played against it, Atlanta and Washington and uh, – Anyway, um, so there were a number of things we're going to watch on the tape that we like, that we did well, um, and then there's going to be a number of things that, that we're going to want to get corrected. So, um, anytime you ha- you have a game that comes into you know, goes into overtime and you know uh, you lead for most of the game and you lose, it's it's frustrating. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. It sure is, coach. Frustrating when you just. He just challenge the spot on a second and two. That he, it's like just uh, it's basic three yard gain. I'm gonna challenge, let me throw out the challenge flag. Third quarter, three yard gain on a second down, spotted correctly. Let me throw out a challenge flag just so I can have some more time to yell at him.
4: Any questions? Oh, yeah, I got plenty. Well, look, it became one-dimensional a little bit. And so one of the challenges is he, he, they did a good job. The ball was coming out. You know, when I say it was coming out fast, and then when you're defending that many pass attempts, um, it, it was a little bit more problematic because of the timing and the way he was throwing it rather than all of a sudden you're on the field and, you know, it becomes difficult to rush the passer when you're seeing that much. You know, mixed in and run a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you, you know, we'll look at the tape and um, we'll look at those opportunities where we could have had more pressure, but uh, not until we see the video, you know, will we know that.
2: You know, I, I'm, I'm it's got to be hard. Part of the job, got to do it, need to do it. It's got to be hard to just gather your thoughts. Answer questions right after a game, especially when you've been up in your feelings the whole time, like Sean was. But let's let's not act like they were mixing in the run a ton. Okay, the Giants were. I mean, they ran half as many times as they they threw the ball. Half. It wasn't like there was this balanced attack. Right, Saints didn't have. You know, they they ran it a lot more than they than they attempted to throw it. I think they attempted 26, 26 pass attempts. Um, you know, neither team got a sack in the game. Thirty nine rush attempts for the Saints. They were it was different, right? The Giants were the team out there slinging it around. Saints couldn't get a pass rush. Listen, let's let, let's let's end on something different. I want to talk about something positive. huh? The weekend in sports. Who won the weekend in sports? Who made the biggest statement in the weekend in sports? And who, if you just want to be in a spot where you can be a little more appreciative of what you have, right? Sometimes life, it seems to stall, but never be ungrateful, y'all. It could be a lot worse. I know Saints fans are frustrated. Maybe Tiger. There's some. There's some things that could you could be in a worse spot. Who won the weekend in sports? Who lost the weekend in sports? That doesn't involve any teams around here. I'll tell you next. It's the great Scott Show. The great sports callers. Open think tank. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Right after this. College football the pageantry, the competition, the fans, and best of all, the tailgating. Listen up, Ragin' Cajun fans. You could win a tailgating party for 50 on Saturday, October 30th when Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns celebrate homecoming in their matchup against Texas State. Bezos Seafood Steakhouse Oyster Bar and Catering is going to throw the ultimate tailgate party with a giant tent, tables, chairs, and plenty of delicious food and drinks. Plus, 50 tickets to the game and the prime tailgating spot right next to the Pride of Acadiana marching band. Enter to win this amazing contest on the ESPN 1420 app by clicking tailgate or on ESPN 1420.com by clicking on ultimate tailgate for 50 on the what's hot bar fill out the information and you could be the winner contest ends Wednesday October 20th and a winner will be chosen to receive the grand prize and notified on Thursday October 21st the ultimate homecoming Tailgate, October 30th could be yours remember to sign up wear red and get ready to tailgate with Bezos seafood steakhouse oyster bar and catering and ESPN 14 Vermillion Roofing and Construction,
4: a
0: locally and veteran-owned company, is devoted to providing professional, top-notch services. Vermillion's team offers roof replacements, including shingles and standing seam metal, window replacements, or siding installation. Vermilion Roofing is licensed, fully insured, and A-rated by the BBB. A proud UL alumni who supports Townsquare Media as the flagship home of the Ragin' Cajun Sports Network. Call Vermilion Roofing and Construction today at 873-1960. That's
4: 873-1960 to request a free estimate. MD Industries of Louisiana realizes the complexities of today's energy market. However, they also realize the need for product line innovation and new technological development. While maintaining a main core business, MD has also adapted some of their products to aid operators in their complex PA projects. MD's drilling fluid technologies are being modified for an ever-increasing role in solving current customer objectives. Even through hard times like these, MD Industries is still for the future visit them at drillab.com today proud ul alumni lafayette strong supporting university of louisiana athletics
0: did you know that united
5: healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24 7 access to virtual care so i could have therapy from my couch yep or a doctor appointment from my car if you wanted to wait you're right i don't even like when people see me sing in the car couch appointment it is Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary.
0: So, what are you sipping? Whether it's our freshly ground coffee to wake you up or an icy Polar Pop cup or froster to keep you going, our new sip and save drink subscription at Circle K will keep you refreshed every day. Join Circle K's Sip and Save and grab any size drink every day for just $5.99 a month. Yeah. Start sipping and saving today. Just sign up with your mobile number when you check out at Circle K. Limited time offer at locations.
4: My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula.
2: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed.
3: Hello? Hello, Mrs. Kuntz. It's the back left tire
2: of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts.
0: RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Do
1: you want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. App, app, bob app, fanana,
1: fana, fofap, me, my, mo app. Go get our app in the App Store. ESPN 1420. He likes sports takes like food spiced, peppery, and anything but bland. Yummy. Either on The Great Scott Show. ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com.
2: Welcome back into the great Scott show. You missed my interview with coach Billy Napier. First time he had uh, spoke to the media since Saturday's game. That'll be up for you on our website a little later this morning. Got into a lot with coach. I always appreciate coach just kind of owning things. If you want to hear the entire show this morning and it's been Loaded. That'll be up for you on the Great Scott Show podcast, which you can get on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. You can also just get them right there on the ESPN 1420 app. Pull them up there or on ESPN1420.com. Just click on podcast. Listen to it that way. However you want to, but you can listen on demand on your own time. Who lost the weekend in sports? Boy. Texas A&M, they lost at home to Mississippi State. A&M was supposed to be the darling. They were supposed to be the team, the SEC team after Alabama that was going to be in the mix, that was going to maybe challenge, that could possibly get in the college football playoff. And uh, before the season, they decided to give Jimbo Fisher, who already had a $75 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract, an extension locking him in through 2031. The winner of the weekend in college football was Cincinnati. Yeah, I was wrong. I thought Notre Dame would win at home. They didn't. Cincinnati went in. Coach knows how things were done at Notre Dame. They won in South Bend 24-13 to on the same weekend where Oregon lost to Stanford. Oklahoma didn't look great against Kansas State. Cincinnati, frankly, has looked better this year. It is... Where the dominoes, hey, could a could a G5 school ever get in? Yeah, it's going to be really hard. And the answer is in a 14 playoff, probably not. But if any school has a shot, it might be Cincinnati, depending on how the rest of these dominoes fall. But they got a big win that they had to get. Now they root for Indiana and Notre Dame the rest of the season. Need those wins to continue to look impressive. Georgia, poof, just dominated Arkansas. Mm. Winner and loser in college football this week. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Morning, Scott.
5: Uh, I, I thought you said we were not saying morning today.
2: You're right. I mean, I, but I, but I, but I also said that in this final segment, I was going to try to be, you know, just try to focus okay. on some other you, things, and I, I want to go into the rest of my Monday a little more upbeat. But you know what? It's not going to work. So whatever. Morning.
5: <laughs> morning. Uh, I, I missed uh, part of your show, so. Excuse me if I'm repeating some things, uh, but I did. I liked your take on Sean Payton because I had the same take. He blew that game yesterday. Um, it's You know, it's funny. Taysom Hill looked like a beast at times yesterday. Mm-hmm. His, both his touchdowns were super impressive. But I can't help but think, had Taysom Hill not even been on the field yesterday, we would have won the game. Jameis looked great yesterday. He looked like a number one Overall pick. The two drives where Taysom scored, uh, I have no doubt the Saints could have gotten the end zone with, you know, with uh, Jameis and Kamara just as easily. Um, we were watching the, the first half. We were wondering why the conservative dump passes and stuff like like why you're not opening up Jameis Winston. And then, and then you see those three bombs. He connected on all three. One of them negated by penalty. But those balls couldn't have been thrown any better. They were perfect. And it's like that's – when you have a quarterback playing like that and with our defense, I know we didn't get any sacks, but I still thought it was a strong defensive effort. That game should have never
3: been lost.
2: Yeah, and I don't think it uh, has to be an either-or thing. I mean, honestly, it can be both. Taysom had a great game outside of one throw that he – you know that was it was just on Sean Payton. It was stupid to make that call. It was stupid to That's challenge a play you didn't have to challenge. It's absurd. This is one thing I hadn't pointed out that they had a delay of game it, before the 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 awful offensive drive that you know they weren't able to keep going down the field and then didn't touch the ball again. Like I I, I yeah, it was it was just it was it was Sean Payton's a great coach. Yesterday was one of his worst days as a head coach.
5: Couldn't agree more. This this team should. When you look at what we did to Green Bay in Week One, and now Aaron Rodgers is sitting at three and one, and we've lost two of three. It's it's ridiculous. This team, I think it should be four and zero. Oh, but uh, the the Week Two loss, it wasn't really close. But that's uh, I blame that on the eight coaches that got COVID. But but at the very least, we should be three and one. No worse than three and one. But that game yesterday should have never be been lost.
2: It's going be a yo-yo type of season, man. It's just it, – I would expect it, it more just be, highs and lows. But that's, that's – well, I mean, look, it, every team says their standard should be win all the games. But that's what it's right. going to be.
5: But the, the thing is, this Yeah, this Saints team is talented enough to do that. Right now, I think the worst thing going for this team is poor coaching. Yesterday's game was was no, winnable. Yeah,
2: yeah, I won't say that. I mean, yesterday was awful. But the fact that they were two and one after being away from home for five weeks, I I'll tip my cap to that. But no, but not yesterday. Yesterday was was terrible, coach. I thought the coaching was was strong through three weeks. You know, we'll give him a mulligan in week two because of the reasons you mentioned. But uh, yesterday was bad. But I, I won't say it's the problem right now on this team. I think it was the biggest problem yesterday. I think the biggest problem with this team all year is going to be consistency. Um, I think when you have a top-heavy roster and you don't have the continuity that you've had for years, the hardest thing to really achieve is consistency. And I expect an inconsistent Saints team. part of why I thought they'd be a few games under 500 this season. And I still hope I'm wrong, but, man, yesterday was frustrating as all get-out.
5: It was. Uh, that's all I got for today. All right,
2: man, I appreciate, I appreciate you listening. Listen. Have a good one. Thanks, Scott. Good stuff. And on that note, we're out of time. Hang in there. Have a good Monday. Hey, tonight, you want to hear more from Coach Napier? It's going down. Louisiana Athletics Live from Pete's Family Sports Grill. Hey, it wasn't just Coach Napier. Cajun soccer got W's over the weekend. Cajun volleyball. Shout out Coach Christy Gray and her squad victories over the weekend happening. Jay Walker, Coach Napier, and others at Pete's tonight from 6 to 7. Go join them if you can. If you're out of town, you can listen right here on ESPN 1420 as well as the ESPN 1420 app. I'd like to end the show by thanking Steve Belichick for giving us some great internet memes and laughs that will surely help me get through this Monday. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. My boy Chris Conner will join me for a segment. Pelicans preseason tips off tonight. We'll talk plenty of football as well. Jay Walker in studio tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour. Can't wait at TSP in 1420. Election.
0: Popular election. Got paid every year like tax collection. Give my perfection. Rotary connection. Take an NC stand. Believe the route. Check shit. I'm like an autopologist when I get pissed. You must attract a busy lift to drink and you got a lift. You got a
2: what up guys, it's Scott Fraser from the Great Scott Show, and it has been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Because DraftKings putting center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. you got to get in on the action right now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see your team stacks up against the competition. It's fun. It's a blast. It makes watching games that much better. Feel the action like you haven't before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable and the best part is you can deposit whatever you want download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420 this week new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes enter code 1420 to get that free shot at millions of total prizes all with your first deposit that's code 1420 only at DraftKings the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for details